Hello, and welcome to the Heathen's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Abby Pluff, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the show where I explore inclusive heathenry as a queer woman. We will be talking about traditional witchcraft, runes, folklore, and so much more. Join us, won't you, as we journey to the ends of the Nine Realms and back. I need to start this episode with a bit of an apology. I um, This episode is going to be a lot shorter than many of my rune uh, meditations are and have been. I am just going to be really real with you. I'm really struggling with uh, current events here in the United States. Um, it's really hard to focus on writing when you are just watching like absolute disasters roll in at every turn. So I definitely apologize for the brevity of this episode. I also suffer from chronic pain and summer is one of my hardest seasons. So I apologize for that as well. Um, So before we get into it, I just want to say, you know, like this, uh, this whole podcast is um, a lot of like my own thinking and processing around working with the runes, and I've been thinking about how we can use these folk tools as means of decolonizing our witchcraft. That is my entire point. That is my thesis. That is what I am here to do. I think it's important for us to understand, you know, and I say us, broadly speaking, I think it's important for people to understand their ancestral roots. And I think that history is important because in looking back, we can also begin to look forward. Things haven't always been like they are now, and we can imagine a very different kind of future. So all of that said, I just you know, this is a bit of a shorter episode, and I promise that I will get straight into talking about Uru's, which represents strength and creativity, creative masculinity, and creative femininity. I see all kind of gender expressions in this rune, although many people um, would say that it is very masculine. Um, So I hope that you were doing as well as possible, and I hope that this podcast finds you doing the best that you can in this moment. All right, so let's get grounded. Breathe with me. let us begin. The second rune of the Futhark, Uruz, is our gateway into wild energy, the primal strength we can gain in working with the runes. Uruz represents, at the bare minimum, an ox, but not just any ox. The wild aurochs, now extinct in Europe, holds a special place in the Norse mythic landscape. The most famous aurochs in Norse mythology is Outhumla. She is a primal being, and the mythology around her shifts much the same way as the mythology of Uru's shifts. 
Some say that she was the first being to be released from the ice, created when the primal fires met the ice. Adhumla stepped forward to bring other beings into this world. Other myths say that she was the first one, but don't necessarily give her an origin story. It's more that she comes out of that initial intense clash of the meeting of the opposites of fire and ice. She is said to have licked the first god, Buri, from the ice. Buri is the grandfather of Odin, Vili, and Ve, otherwise known as spirit, will, and holiness. Odhumla is also said to have fed and nourished the giant Ymir, whose body makes the earth we walk upon. In this way, the ancient cow is an active creator and matronly figure. You could even argue that she is the beginning of nourishment in Norse myth. Odhumla springs from the stubborn elements of fire and ice, the clash of Muspelheim and Niflheim. She finds a middle way, not too warm and not too cold, and brings life from the ice without burning it. Uru sits at the crux of those opposites in more way than one. Kari Toring refers to Uru's as the gateway between the domestic and the wild. In the Fehu episode, I didn't actually talk about this particular correspondence too much, but Fehu does represent cattle. So Fehu is therefore a sense of cultivated wealth, of things that you work hard for, of daily routine that leads to abundance. Fehu is the energy of wealth, of having enough to build off of. Uruz is the energy of stubborn being, of transformation of the self through hard work. There's a wildness to these creatures, but they are not completely separated from us. We have both the domesticated cattle and the wild aurochs within us. What do the rune poems have to say about Uruz? The Norwegian rune poem states that dross comes from bad iron, the reindeer often races over the frozen snow. The Anglo-Saxon rune poem reads, The aurochs is proud and has great horns. It is a very savage beast and fights with its horns. A great ranger of the moors, it is a creature of metal. The Icelandic rune poem actually uses a totally different image to represent Uruz, which I will talk about in a little bit. Here's a taste of it. Shower. Lamentation of the clouds and ruin of the hay harvest and abomination of the shepherd. So the Norwegian rune poem, with the image of a reindeer racing over frozen snow, evokes to me a sense of hunting. It is beautiful, light, and swift. The hunter would have a deep reverence for the reindeer. There's also a cultural tension to the stanza of the poem that we can kind of like read onto it in our 21st century mind. The Germanic peoples slash Norse tribes had a different relationship to the reindeer than the Sami people. The Sami moved with the herds of reindeer, whereas the Norse Germanic people hunted reindeer but didn't migrate with them. This is an important distinction culturally, especially as we think of untangling colonization from our ancestry. Scandinavia wasn't only made up of the Germanic tribes. There were several other groups living there. This is, of course, a topic that I will be talking about on the podcast in greater detail as we continue. Needless to say, it's important to understand the complexities of our ancestry and that there was never only one kind of people in one place. It is in the Norwegian rune poem and the vision of a reindeer or aurochs racing over the ice and snow that the primal hunt is evoked. Uruz is the wild aurochs, the one you hunt every once in a while. It means waiting, coiled, ready to spring. The aurochs is related, however distantly, to the oxen that farmers work with to pull their plows, to the cattle we milk for sustenance. 
Joseph Campbell wrote that the hunt is a rite of sacrifice. The idea of sacrifice comes up over and over again throughout the Futhark, which only makes sense because we have the runes because of Odin's personal sacrifice of himself to himself. But Uruz isn't about sacrifice. It's about fighting for what you believe in. If anything, this rune is about the opposite of sacrifice, knowing when to take a stand, knowing when you're right and need to keep pushing. If there is a sacrifice here, it's more about focus. What can you give up in order to go after what you truly desire? What is holding you back and how can you break free from it? For years, the Icelandic rune poem's interpretation and association with Uru's mystified me. To remind you, here's the verse in English. Shower, lamentation of the clouds, ruin of the hay harvest, and abomination of the shepherd. How do you go from a great wild ox to a little drizzle? Diana Paxson writes in Taking Up the Runes that slag and drizzle can represent the constant process of patterning, cleansing, and reshaping. This is the real work of strength. Looking at drizzle and rain from an ecological perspective, it makes absolute sense that the Icelanders would view rain as a source of change and strength. When it gets warm enough to rain, the rain melts the snow. Here we see a mimic about Humla's role and melting the ice. The actual physical rock of Iceland is also formed and changed through a volcanic eruption and the drizzle and precipitation of constant rain above the Arctic Circle. It is a land made from extremes, and the people there noticed how something as seemingly small as drizzle could have had such a great impact. This particular interpretation also connects Uruz and Hagalaz. Hagalaz, which we will get to in a while, is a chaotic change. It is the hailstorm, destruction in order to create. I often think of Hagalaz as connected with tower energy from the tarot. Hagalaz breaks shit so we can rebuild. Uruz is the strength that you need to get through that intense period of breaking. Uruz is the personal strength and guide you need to radically change your life. The runes do speak to each other, not just these two, but throughout the Futhark. Learning the runes is an iterative process. There is always a conversation, always a reference to another part of the Futhark. They aren't actually linear. Unlike the tarot, the runes aren't numbered. Yes, they have an order, but they don't always show up in that order, and in fact, they shouldn't. This is a language that we're working with here, right? So um, our words, for example, don't show up in alphabetical order, nor should they. We're only going through each rune in the Futhark order because it helps us to learn them, to give them a little bit of an order. The more you work with the runes, the more you'll discover ways that they reference one another. Finding pairs, similarities, and other facets of the runes will help you to unlock different meanings in them. So next I'm going to talk a little bit about using Uruz in a rune altar, but first let's take a quick break for our sponsors. <laughs> Needfire Wellness and Apothecary is committed to offering high-quality supplies, information, and learning experience for magic practitioners. The Needfire team believes that magic practice is an internally enriching and transformative endeavor that can look very different dependent on the practitioner. Needfire pays particular care to offering opportunities for learning and practicing Nordic folk magic and folk roots tradition. 
And I'm so thrilled about this personally, but Needfire Wellness recently expanded to offer an online esoteric apothecary, spell work, and magical resource shop. I love them so much, and I am so excited to share that love with you. Head on over to needfirewellness.com and use code HEATHENJOURNEYPODDEN at checkout for 10% off your purchase of materials or classes. Again, the code is HEATHENJOURNEYPODDEN, P-O-D-D-E-N, for 10% off your purchase. Enjoy and make magic wildly. is a powerful rune to use in magical workings, especially when you need to increase the strength of your magic. So this is a natural rune to call upon to bring more and greater energy to your magical working. If you aren't feeling confident, but you know that you need to put energy and force behind your magic, chant Uruz three times. Call upon or carry Uruz with you anytime you need to go into negotiations, when you need courage to have a difficult conversation, or when you need to stick up for yourself. You can also use Uruz to smash through barriers. When you do something like stand up for yourself or ask for that raise or apply for that job that you feel like you aren't, you know, going to be looked at very seriously for, use Uruz to bring forth in you that energy that you need. So another way that you can work with Uruz, of course, is to create an altar to Uruz. So this is something that I'm doing a lot right now on Instagram. You can follow me there at northern.lights.witch. I'm moving through each of the Futhark um, every week and creating a different rune altar. But I know that a lot of people struggle to kind of figure out what it means to make an altar. So I'm going to talk through the process a little bit right now. So first you'll pull Uruz from your rune set and place it prominently upon the altar space. This is always the first thing that I put down when I'm creating an altar to a specific rune. So to create a rune altar for Uruz, put it in the center, then grab items from your home that remind you of this rune. One thing that you could do is you could pull the strength card from your tarot deck. You could place your favorite herbs or caffeine source, like coffee, on your altar. You could use river rocks, anything that to you represents primal earth energy, as well as kind of like strength and commitment and focus. You may also want to incorporate elements of both fire and ice to kind of bring in some of that mythic landscape. Fire can obviously take the form of a candle. Ice is, of course, harder to do, but one idea would be to take an ice cube out of the freezer each morning and allow it to slowly melt in a specific dish. Or you could use a clear quartz crystal to represent an icicle. Get creative. That's the fun part of creating altars. So then... Once you've created the altar, you come back to it regularly, perhaps once a day, and meditate on the strength you need to do what is necessary. In the case of Uruz, you can see yourself as the gentle giant Audhumla, providing sustenance while maintaining your own strength. 
the point of creating these altars is not to buy more things, but to work with items that you already have in your home. Remember, our ancestors didn't have access to the kinds of markets we do now. They repurposed things and used them as necessary. Part of the excitement of creating these altars is in getting creative with what you already have. I am a big proponent of magic does not need to mean that you have the perfect things or the perfect altar or anything like that. It's just working with what you've got in the moment. Remember that our ancestors were always on the go. They had shit to do. They didn't have time to, you know, find the perfect silver cup for their altar. So that is it for today's analysis of Uru's. So like I said earlier, this is an iterative process. We will absolutely be returning to this rune as we move through the Futhark. If you have been loving this podcast and you'd like to learn more about runes with me, I've got great news for you. I'm teaching an Intro to Runes class online on Tuesday, August 18th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I've included a link to register in the show notes. In this class, we go over the basics of what the runes are and move through the full Futh arc, as well as talk a bit about their history. Later this fall, I will also be teaching a 12-week course on radical runes, specifically learning runes from a queer perspective and working with them in a contemporary apocalyptic context. I will absolutely let you know when registration for that opens up. Of course, you can follow me on Instagram at northern.lights.witch or on Twitter at northlightwitch for more information and updates as I continue on this heathen's journey of mine. And until then, stay weird. Mm-hmm.